Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for black and white sports. Oh, I don't know if the NFL received my uh, mail-in ballot that that had the name Washington Wokeskins on it. But it seems they're getting around to actually Maybe giving us a new name. To me, they will always be the Washington Redskins. No matter what, no matter what, they will be the Washington Redskins. Uh, Joe Theismann, Joe Gibbs, Doug Williams, the Hogs, the History. I mean, come on, Mark Rippian. Come on, man. Uh, Of course, we know the Washington Redskins changed their name because of social pressure, social justice pressure, virtue signaling, identity politics, supposedly the name offended Native Americans. Hmm. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We've got a large Native American subscriber base. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. A lot of the Native Americans I actually know and have talked to and, uh, well, my significant other is uh, got some Native American, a large amount. And you know what everybody has in common? They're not offended by the Redskins name. Oh, God. Here we go. This is from Fox News. The Washington football team's about to get a name. The worst name. Just leave it the Washington football team at this point. It's that embarrassing. Just leave it that. I mean, come on. Uh, because, by the way, they couldn't figure out a name for this year either. Washington football team expected to reveal new name and logo in early 2022. God almighty. The Washington football team's new name and mascot will come sooner than later. According to the Washington Post, the Washington football team president, Jason Wright, announced that the franchise will reveal its new name and logo in early 2022. The team is expected to keep its burgundy and gold colors. Washington hired a brand organization to help determine the right name and logo, according to the newspaper. The digital creative agency called Code and Theory, huh, included 40,000 submissions from fans, multiple focus groups, good lord, surveys, and digital rollout at WashingtonJourney.com to give fans the inside scoop of how the team is going about it. Wright told the Washington Washington Post when the team's lease at FedEx Field expires, the team is expected to move into a new stadium. Okay. Washington was 
recently in the news when the NFL fined $10 million following the conclusion of a, uh, a misconduct YouTube in the organization. We, of course, know that involves Dan Snyder. The league announced on July 1st the fine was the largest the league has ever handed down as form of punishment to any team or individual. The money was expected to be donated to charity. However, the Washington football team has no suspensions or no loss of draft picks. So, and I believe Dan Snyder's wife has moved into the, essentially his position uh, that he previously had in the organization. I know he's the owner, but interesting theory on that as well. Mike Florio suggested that that was actually, actually had to do with future estate tax. Okay, and you might be like, what? Well, when you inherit something very, very expensive, and it's worth a billion dollars or more, whoever inherited has to pay the tax on that inheritance. And uh, something about transferring ownership or moving the ownership around or something that Dan Snyder and his bunch, his wife, is trying to do is could be, could be to take care of an estate tax issue later on when the team has to be passed down to kids, okay? So, but here we are. They're finally going to get a new name. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be the uh, Bullets or the Generals or the uh, Woke Skins or the Washington Virtue Signalers. We don't know what it's going to be. It's ridiculous that this team had to change its name to begin with. Uh, They will always be the Redskins to me. I've seen a lot of Redskins fans out there. Look, they're upset. They lost their team name. We're seeing this over and over. The Cleveland Indians are going to change their name because supposedly it's, it's offensive. The Atlanta Braves, to their credit, has come out and said, we won't be changing their name. And that's where they ended it. Okay, which, which, look, as long as these teams don't bow down to pundits like Mike Florio, okay, like the mainstream media, which is why this happened, okay? It it wasn't an outcry from fans that wanted it to happen. It was that little minute voice on Twitter, and it was the mainstream media that fueled the change. They're making all these decisions, again, over, over social media blowback, mainly from Twitter. 10% of the population is on Twitter, folks. Um, and Twitter is not a true indication of what's going on in this country right now. Okay, as far as how real Americans feel about real issues, we know that. You know, we know that on this channel. You know that. We know that um, ESPN all day long can talk about how people are offended by the Redskins name, but we know that to not be the case. Okay. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. The Washington football team, the Washington Wokeskins, are getting a new name and new logo. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage 
that will affect everyone everywhere for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Guys, we've got another case of another sports team bending the knee. I'm back. I'm Rhodes Rance for Black and White Sports. Let's talk about the Australian cricket team. That's right. They, For the longest time, they have decided they weren't going to make any kind of political statements whatsoever until now they have jumped in. They have decided that they are going to bend the knee to the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay, and we know all lives matter, right? Okay, they're out there preaching the narrative, the false narrative of racial injustice, oppression. Uh, if you want to talk about the Marxist organization, they don't support family, they don't support religion. I mean, and look, a lot of people are starting to wake up to that fact. That is why channels like this and Sports Wars and all these other channels are growing so much. Well, let's get to this story because... Australian's cricket team takes a knee along with the West Indies for the first time to support Black Lives Matter. Almost 12 months after opting against taking a knee against England, Australian's men's team have taken a stand against racial discrimination ahead of opening T20I against the West Indies. Now, I don't know a lot about cricket, so in the comments, if you do, the story is more about the polit political side of this and the statements they're making than it is the fact that it just happens to be cricket. Only last month, former West Indian star Michael Holding criticized Australian stance, along with England, of not taking a knee. Quote, I'm not going to talk about political movements, he said. I care about the three words, Black Lives Matter. Quote, what this England cricket team is doing is... This moment of unity is not supporting Black Lives Matter. Don't tell me that's supporting Black Lives Matter. So they decided to take a knee, and this guy's triggered. In an interview, and he's triggered by the fact that he doesn't think they may be authentic in taking a knee. Good God. In an interview with the Sydney Morning Herald, Holding said, by not taking a knee, Australia was not supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay, so they might have been getting called out. If you support Black Lives Matter, I don't see how it can be an issue to take a knee. Holding told Sydney Morning Herald and The Age from the UK where he was commenting, commentating for Sky Sports. 
I would hope everybody does does it, but as I said, I am not a Black Lives Matter policeman. You're certainly trying to talk like one. People who must decide whether they support the movement, support the issue, or not. The world recognized the gesture of support for Black Lives Matter is taking a knee. Everybody accepts that, and it's it knows that as the world-recognized gesture. Speaking ahead of Australia's tour of the West Indies, Holding said he did not want to see the nation take a knee because they were playing a colored team. Good God. But because they supported the movement. I thought that phrase went out in the 50s. Quote, we'll see if it's just words. Maybe they'll do it because they're playing a black team. Who knows? I don't want them to do it because they're playing the West Indies. I I would Expect if you're supporting a cause, you support the cause any and everywhere, not because it's politically correct or suits you. Ahead of the tour, Captain Aaron Finch said the team would reconsider its position on on whether to take a knee. Before the first ball in St. Lucia, the two squads took a knee. In a statement, Cricket Australia said they stood with the West Indies in condemning racial injustice and discrimination and added they would continue to do what they could to educate educate its citizens the australian men's cricket team stands with the west indy cricket team in condemning racial injustice and discrimination both at home and in australia and throughout the world as a team we'll continue to educate ourselves provide support where possible and create awareness for those who are victims of racial injustice and any form of discrimination will kneel alongside our West Indian friends to recognize and support uh, all those who have been victims of racial injustice and discrimination past and present. Both teams were applauded for showing support. Applauded by who exactly? The media, the mainstream media over there, Fox Cricket. <laughs> yeah, Fox Cricket, the uh, uh, sports uh Page bringing this to us right now. I mean, let's be real. This guy, this guy, this 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 guy that wrote the article. You could tell he was pretty pro BLM himself. Okay, if that tells you anything, uh, he said he made a couple of comments in there that kind of kind of swayed me in the direction of realizing where his stance was. Okay, uh, look, I don't care what anybody says. All lives matter. Period. Okay, the BLM movement hasn't done anything but to promote resegregation of this country. Let's be real. And we know what the actual organization promotes. Marxism, the removal of religion, and the uh, emphasis being taken off the importance of an actual true family unit. uh, Husband, wife, children, etc. You know, anything that's deemed traditional, right? And, by the way, uh, we all think you're racist. Give us free stuff. I mean, that's just, let's just be real. That's what we saw. That, that was, is what was in their tenants before they took it down because they took so, many, so much bad publicity for it. Uh, I don't know where Australia stands on this BLM movement in general. I don't know if, if they're dealing with it in the same way. I don't know if England is. I've heard England has gotten pretty hairy with some of the things. They're going through some of the protesting and some of the vile things we've seen on the streets here in, in, in America. So it's ridiculous. Another Can't just go out and play sports. And that's really the issue here. 
look, if if you choose to support the movement, that's one thing. As a member of the team, don't bring it on the field. Don't make everybody witness it. You've got people uh, filling up the stadiums, coming to games that just want to see people play cricket, just like people want to see you play. Just look, play basketball. Uh, you know, if say what you got to say off the court, whatever, but don't bring the NBA into it. Don't bring this cricket organization into it. If you play soccer, don't bring soccer into it. So you get the point. This is getting ridiculous. It's everywhere now. It's all over the world. Oh, man. I've been watching CPAC. It's crazy. But I will say this. Yesterday, Glenn Beck was on there, and he gave an unbelievable history lesson. So if anybody can find that on YouTube, I suggest you do it because it was valuable. It was educational. And I can tell you a lot of people that support this Black Lives Matter movement including black people that support it, should go watch that CPAC clip. Uh, If you can find it from Glenn Beck, it will open your eyes, and maybe you will quit doing things like kneeling, (laughs) kneeling during the national anthem, at least here. I don't know what they're kneeling in front of during these games. I assume whatever their national anthems or their country's anthems are. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. We are going to talk about Mac Jones, Cam Newton, and uh, the biggest storyline in the New England Patriots training camp coming up. It's the quarterback battle between the hot shot Mac Jones, rookie out of Alabama, national champion Crimson Tide quarterback, and, of course, the veteran, former MVP, Cam Newton, as they're battling it out. Well, Tom Kernan of NBC Sports has made a prediction, and it's kind of surprising. However, because uh, I've said I think Mac Jones wins this job, well, he actually believes Cam Newton's going to win, but just barely. Mac Jones loses a tight battle. This is his quarterback pre- uh, predictions. He also touches on Jared Stenham here. Having already been a force-fed a significant amount of information in minicamp, Mac Jones is going to get to training camp with a true chance to compete with Cam Newton for the starting job. It's going to be fascinating to watch unfold. Newton wasn't pressed last season by Jarrett Stenham or Brian Hoyer. It took about four days before it was clear the team looked best with him running the offense, but he won by default because Stenham was a pick machine, then hurt his groin. Newton was a safe choice to run a team with nobody to throw to. Now, there are uh, pieces in place that are accurate, decisive quarterback can take advantage of. Jones, Mac Jones, will, but so will Cam Newton. When has Cam Newton ever been accurate? Okay. But so will Cam Newton, who throws it better than people thought he would. Cam Newton wins the job. 
coming out of camp by just a nose, setting up a week-to-week, quote, can Cam keep his job scenario early in the season? Jared Stenham will make the team. Okay. Just as Cam Newton will respond to being pushed, Stenham, realizing he's got nothing to lose here in New England, has days when his performance is impossible to dismiss. He'll be lacking in reps with the starters, but he's going to perform well enough with the second team and in peekaboo opportunities against the ones that the Patriots decide to keep him around in a shrewd move. With Cam Newton not here for the long haul, a backup to Mac Jones, who's been in the system for three years and has upside, is an asset to keep. So what's going on with Brian Hoyer? He just flat says he doesn't know. Uh, we uh, Let's talk about Stephon Gilmore real fast. Uh, Stephon Gilmore's absence at $50,000 per day at training camp missed. Uh, Stephon Gilmore has got gets his lopped off in chunks in the first week of training camp. So, in other words, he's just basically saying that Stephon Gilmore is going to be long if he decides uh, to hold out in training camp. He won't be holding out for long because he's going to be losing a shit ton of money. 50,000 bones a day is nothing to scoff at. I still think Mac Jones wins this job. I do. Um, I just think he's going to have two distinct advantages. Look, I know Tom Kernan used the phrase or the word accuracy, but I've never known the word accuracy and Cam Newton to really go together, okay? Although, although in that system, in that system last year, uh, Cam made some awful throws, but somehow, some way, he came out with his best uh, accuracy percentage of his career. Uh, even though he missed throws that I have literally seen some high school quarterbacks make. it's It was odd, but that's the system. That's Josh McDaniel's offensive system, and it's going to be a system that Mac Jones is going to run better than Cam Newton. Okay? Um, so when I did my quarterback rankings, I put and, and I ranked starters, projected starters, and I put Mac Jones in the list as the quarterback for the Patriots because I just felt like he would shine enough in training camp and in preseason that Belichick's going to be like, one, the guy doesn't turn the ball over. Okay, Cam is subject to turn the ball over. And two, he's very, very accurate, 77% in college uh, in his in his season. I mean, my God, that's great, okay? Uh, so uh, I do think... He did mention something to the effect that uh, if Mac loses the job, that Mac will press Cam Newton enough that it's going to end up being a week-to-week battle between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Some have speculated that, that Belichick might do a week-to-week game plan situation. I don't believe that. I don't. I think Bill wants to know who his quarterback's going to be week in and week out. I just w- will not believe a 2 2 QB system it was something that Bill Belichick or any NFL coach worth his uh worth his salt is even going to look into. You know, the old saying if you got two quarterbacks you have none. Well, I think they believe they got a quarterback in Mac Jones or they wouldn't have taken him. 
So tell me what you think, Black and White Life fans. As you know, we're keeping up with Mac Jones. We're keeping up with the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Tim Tebow is fascinating. Make sure you subscribe to us on podcast so you can catch the audio from all of these videos and black and white sports in case you get in the office. You can't watch videos, but you can turn on a podcast. We're available. Google Podcast, iTunes, CastBox, Spotify. Go over, subscribe right now, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Peace them out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Clay Travis because he come out and made some pretty interesting comments involving the woke implosion over at the Marxist ESPN of China. He come out and said, hmm, now that a certain ginger-haired president is out of office and ESPN can't align themselves, they may have blown up. It is kind of interesting. We're seeing that in a lot of media right now. They don't know what to do. They're sort of scrambling. Their ratings are plummeting. Why? You know who's not in office. You know who's on my TV right now. Yeah. Trump. That's right. He's on my TV while I'm literally cutting this video as we speak. He's given a great speech that I cannot go into because I heard that may cause some issues. Really? God. All right, let's do this. Clay Travis blames ESPN's diversity fight on Trump not being president. They no longer have the great Satan to ally themselves. My God. All right. Let's go, Clay. Earlier this week, year-old audio was leaked from a private conversation involving Rachel Nichols, where she implied her colleague Maria Taylor was handed the NBA Finals hosting job because she is black. Since the bombshell clip, three involved in parties have received varying levels of blame from conflicting critics. ESPN for allowing the audio to leak, Nichols for making the comment, Taylor because she's in a contract dispute with the worldwide leader in Woke. But Outkick founder Clay Travis joined Brian Kelman on... Fox News Radio Friday and offered a reason behind the ESPN controversy. Donald Trump is no longer president. Interesting. Quote, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. Nichols was recording saying last July, if you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your longtime crappy track record on diversity, which by the way, I myself know from the female side of it, Like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it with me and taking my thing away. The the diversity controversy within ESPN cast a shadow over the NBA Finals. Maria Taylor may not even finish the Finals, by the way. They offered her a contract less than $3 million a year, which, by the way, the real numbers for Stephen A. came out. It's $12 million. She wanted $12 million a year. Are you nuts? 
quote, this to me is indicative of what can happen if you're inside of a company that has a diversity and inclusion narrative. That's right. Everything involving ESPN on the inside is all about proving who is the most woke. And now they are fighting amongst themselves. I've got to say it's a true joy when the SJWs start chewing each other up and you try to be the woke white person who is a ally, as we're all taught, that should happen in the anti-racist ideology. This is what happens as a result of Donald Trump not being president. The Outkick founder and conservative radio host claimed, because inside of in, instead of having the great Satan, as the left wing has decided to ally, ally themselves, Ultimately, these identities start fighting. When you have two different victim-based identities, who's the bigger victim? Is it the white woman or the black woman? Travis described Nichols as, quote, the last person left who's trying to befriend the lion. At some point, the lion just decides it's hungry and it's going to eat you. (laughs) Hours before the NBA Finals this week, Nichols was removed as a sideline reporter, and they gave the job uh, to Malika Andrews, uh, another lady uh, that is black. Yes, uh, another blatant diversity move by ESPN. Taylor is hosting her second consecutive NBA Finals, but her contract with ESPN is set to expire July 20th. And they re- the both sides remain reportedly millions apart, and they are millions upon millions apart. And I just don't think they get it done. Rumors have it, NBC, Amazon might be interested in, Am- in Maria Taylor. But the one thing that's been made clear, TNT is not. TNT and the NBA is not. And Adam Silver's not too happy with the Marxist ESPN of China right now for having removed Rachel Nichols from the NBA Finals. He's not happy with that. And supposedly, Clay Travis also said that uh, that um, Rachel Nichols may have a good lawsuit on her hands because of this situation. But, we've, like I said a minute ago, we're seeing this in a lot of things. Ratings dropping for the left, right? Same thing with ESPN. Now that they don't have focus... On the ginger-haired president that was in office, we remember all those tweets, all of those episodes of First Take, Max Kellerman losing his mind, Stephen A. losing his mind, everybody offering, everybody in sports at ESPN offering their views on politics. What the hell? You don't, we don't need your views on politics. Shut up and talk about dribbling, ESPN. That is why your business model has been destroyed and nobody wants to watch you anymore. Good God. I, I don't know. I don't know. Clay may be right about this. He he may be at least partially right because, let's be honest, the fire and the brimstone was always aimed at him. And now they're a member of the media, ESP, CNN. We know it. We know it. Uh, They don't have anybody to be mad at that's in office now. So now they're they're doing what SJWs do. They eat each other. They get mad and eat each other. I said it was a race for the most woke. And they're willing to kill 
as many sheep as they can along the way. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Man, getting ugly over at ESPN. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, ESPN's award show, the ESPYs, was last night. Now, I know not many people actually knew that the ESPYs were even going on. Uh, viewership has declined year after year. The ESPYs are usually super-duper woke, and people just don't really want to see any of that stuff. You know, they really don't. The ESPYs have been a dumpster fire for a very, very long time. And I never watched the ESPYs. It's pretty horrible. But I digress. But anyway, it did happen last night. And the best women's collegiate basketball player won the award. Paige Beckers from UConn, University of Connecticut. Best collegiate female athlete. She won the award. She came up and she gave her acceptance speech and she turned it into a woke fest. She gave a pretty woke speech. She was hitting on the talking points, of course, about race because she dedicated her speech to black women. She doesn't believe that black women get enough attention in in her sport, which is basketball. And in general, she believes that she's getting the attention because She's a white woman. And I have a problem with that. You know, she's trying to come off as this white ally. But I don't believe she's getting the attention because she's white. I believe she's getting the attention because apparently she is the best damn female college basketball player out there. So let's go over here. Let's check it out, guys. Espies, college basketball star Paige Beckers devotes acceptance speech to black women. Paige Beckers, point guard for the University of Connecticut women's basketball team and best female college athlete winner at the ESPYs on Saturday, devoted her acceptance speech to black women. 
whom she said do not get enough credit for their contributions they have made to both basketball and society as a whole. This is what she said, folks. She said this, quote, with the light that I have now as a white woman, she has to let you know that she's white, who leads a black led sport and celebrated here. I want to shed a light on black women, Becker said. They don't get the media coverage that they deserve. They've given so much to the sport, the community and society as a whole, and their value is undeniable. To all the incredible black women in my life, on my teams, to Brianna Taylor. And all the lives lost. To those names I have not yet learned, but I hope to share. I stand behind you and I will continue to follow you and follow your lead and fight for you guys. Close quote. So. Here is the problem. She's coming off as she's only getting the attention because she is a white woman, but yet other players, lesser players than her, because apparently she's the best player in women's college basketball. They don't get the media attention like her. So she's saying that she's getting this media attention because she is white. That is a lie. She's getting the attention because she is the best female college basketball player out there. Now, maybe she she doesn't actually follow the history of basketball. But I do believe not very long ago, Brittany Griner got a lot of media attention for women's college basketball. Why? One, because she was black. It's because she was pretty damn dominant on the basketball court. She was. My more when she was in college, she got the attention, too, because she was really, really good. The same with Scholar Diggins. They were really, really good. You just so happen to be the best basketball player. This is why you're getting the attention. Has nothing to do with race. And also. You go to UConn. Gino Oriyama is a pretty damn good basketball coach. He's probably the best coach of women's basketball ever. You know, along with Pat Summit. When you go to UConn, you win. And when you win, you get attention. And he usually gets the best players. I mean, look at uh, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart was the best player in college basketball when she was at UConn. Had nothing to do with her skin color. The same with Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi, probably the best female college basketball player ever. She got the attention because she was the best, not because she was a white woman. So Paige Beckers is just coming off trying to play the woke race card over here and virtue sitting. This is all this is. We know this is just a lie that she's saying. It doesn't make any sense. This is virtue sitting. And she brings up Breonna Taylor. Why is she bringing up Breonna Taylor in this? Is Breonna Taylor somebody to aspire to? Let me, let me ask you this, black and white sports fans. If you had a daughter, would you want them to be like Breonna Taylor? I say absolutely not. Absolutely not. We know the story behind Breonna Taylor. I don't need to repeat it here in this video, but I would not want my daughter to grow up to be like Breonna Taylor. If I had a son, I wouldn't want him to be like George Floyd. 
mean, these people have been put up on a pedestal to be glorified by the woke people out there. This is ridiculous. But she goes on. She says uh, to Maria Taylor, Robin Roberts, Maya Moore, Odyssey Alexander, to all the incredible black women in my life and on my teams, to Breonna Taylor and all lives lost and to those names who are not yet learned. But I hope to share. I stand behind you and I continue to follow you. Follow your lead and fight for you guys. So I just want to say thank you for everything. What did Brianna Taylor do to where you got to thank her? Please tell me that. And by the way, have you actually heard of uh, Cheryl Swoops? Maybe she hasn't. Maybe she's too young, but I remember Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops was a bit time college player. What about Cheryl Miller? Anybody remember Cheryl Miller back in the day? She got a lot of uh, pub in college because she was pretty damn dominant. And by the way, folks, Cheryl Miller and Cheryl Swoops, they're both black. Folks, when the WNBA started, the best player in the WNBA played for the Houston Comets. She got the pub. It was Cynthia Cooper, four-time WNBA champion. And the media wasn't flaunting over her because she was black. They were flaunting over her because she was the best player. She was the best player on the Houston Comets, four-time champion. And also she played with um, with Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops and Tina Thompson. They got attention because they won. They were the best. Had nothing to do with race. This is your time now, Paige Becker. You're the best player in college basketball for women. And it has nothing to do with you being white. This was a ridiculous speech, if you ask me, black and white sports fans. But this is where we are when it comes to woke sports. It has to be about race. She doesn't think other players are getting the attention that she's getting because they're black. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, folks. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.